Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. It's the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm this week's host, Delicious Cheese, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Cousin Frank? Cousin Larry? Something like that. No, it's Uncle Jesse. (laughs) I think that's either people screaming in horror or cheering. It's probably the horror part. That, That didn't sound like that to me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> and um, we, we are joined by absolutely no one else uh, yeah. because, unfortunately, uh, Karina can't join us because she's suffering from a terrible migraine. Get well soon. And Ross... Um, Bullshit! <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah, well, I, it, the Sea of Thieves did just release, and exactly. there's exactly. streaming to be done. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> Ross... Um, R- R- Ross... <laughs> Ross got bitten by a dog. <laughs> I'm it's, not even kidding. It is very true. It is very true. It's, it's actually it, pretty serious. It. I, yeah. I, was, I thought it was pretty hilarious when he messaged us saying that he got bit by his friend's dog. Yeah, uh, you just have to sort of imagine that in this Scottish yeah. voice. Like, I, I can't even podcast, laddies. I've been bit by a dog. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> thought he was joking at first. Yeah. And then he sent yeah. a picture and I was like, oh. That is legit. I hope you got yeah, like, some stitches. That is like, definitely stitches dog, were like, necessary. It was a gash. His face off, more yeah, or less. It, was, it yeah. was a gash. He looks like the Joker now. So, so. it's just the, uh, um, it's just the. What are we? The B, the B team, the A team. We're the A team. Screw the we A are the, the B team. We're, we're the air tape air A team. It'd be nice if I could speak English. So, we usually start the podcast off by uh, talking about what we have been playing so before uh, before we do that what's you that? should probably what's that tell everybody who we have on as a guest this week you know you're totally right and i totally forgot that and and thanks for sort of trying to spin that as if like in, in a recovery way but i'm just going to run with it and admit that i totally screwed that up but you guys really want to listen all the way to at least the midway part of the podcast please please don't skip ahead um and and check out the awesome interview we have later on with the guys from deep rock galactic we spoke with jonas muller who's the lead programmer and it's a really cool dwarf based interview unfortunately clay was not there for the recording of that correct amundo we're all over the place reese you're the only you're the constant you're the constant did you, I, did you ever watch I, lost i shouldn't be by the way uh yeah i did you're the constant you're desmond no <laughs> yeah, yeah. damn it <laughs> uh well there's worse things i suppose yeah. but uh so man uh, I know that we've played a lot of games uh, this week, both of us. Um, oh, and man. this game, this week's game of the week, the indie game of the week, is actually Cube Two, which we'll talk to uh, talk about after this. But uh, what have you been playing, man? Uh, before I talk about that, I'm just jumping right off of what you said. We've been playing a lot of games. One thing that hasn't happened to me in a very, very long time. <laughs> is yes i have been playing a lot of games i've not been playing a lot of rainbow six siege i have been playing a good bit of PUBG, but i am on the top two position currently on my friends list for achievements for this month and number one 
is you. I'm a, I think, 100 achievos behind you in points. <laughs> ah, I get wrecked, son. I got like four or five achievements on Sea of Thieves last night. Oh, <laughs> man, man. Uh, hopefully, I will be getting some of those this evening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was as of last night, maybe? Last night or the night before that I was checking this. I think one thing that we should do as a sort of friendly competition is... Check in and see between the four of us who who's who's leading the achievements for each month. Could be well, could be something. I'm gonna lose almost every month. <laughs> uh, this month uh, is unusual for me just because there were so many cool indie games that came right. out. I wanted to try them all. I didn't I didn't play through all of them, but you know it's sort of like stacked mm-hmm. up. You know when you play for an hour or two, you get like a half a dozen achievements, and it just it just stacks up. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. So I've been playing a variety of games. Uh, let me first say I finally beat Quantum Break, and Ooh. I which, which loved ending it. did you choose? Oh wait, that'd be spoiler for anyone. Yeah, who I was it. trying to think uh, of how I could propose that without ruining it. Um, um, I was very upset though that there's okay, there's an wait, achievement. Wait, wait, ca- yeah, go chaos or order? Uh, I think I chose order. I'm trying to remember which one it was now. I chose Chaos. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to put this without spoiling the ending. Yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> Sorry, but what, it was what good. Was the but but disappointed it, it. No, no, no. I, I was I was very very happy with the game. Like towards the end of the game, you like I think I had almost all of the powers fully maxed out. I think there was only one that I didn't have maxed out and I was really mad that I missed those shards to unlock every, uh, to max out everything to get that achievement. Um but yeah, the game I I do actually want to go back through and replay it now or replay some of the levels. I think I can go back and replay some of the levels that I might have missed some of the um hidden things like uh, computers or something you have to read um but the the game man it's it was i really got into it over the last few weeks i loved it i loved it and the being able to play these little chapters at a time just sort of really it made it really enjoyable to play every night so i'd play a lot of pubg <laughs> for the last month or so i'd play pubg every night and i was like all right i'm going to play a half an hour of quantum break and <laughs> I just play through a chapter and then play through another chapter. It was just a, a nice little episodic game that I could really sort of just chug through and, and really enjoyed highly recommend it for anybody out there that if you haven't, and it's been out for what, two years now. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite set piece set? Oh, um, um, let me think. I can tell you mine while you think, and that's the the fight that you have when you have like a gunfight inside like this sort of broken part of time where a train yeah plows oh, into man. the that you're that's in, so and awesome goes, yeah and goes yeah, back and yeah, yeah, forth yeah, yeah. I must have stood yeah, there and just looked at that for a solid few minutes watching it's it. like amazing so <laughs> for the listeners really who haven't cool. played basically a train flies off the rails and just plows into the building and like absolutely destroys the entire building you're standing in and then time sort of clicks into reverse and the train flies back out again and then a few moments later, it'll plow back in. And so you have to fight around this train sort of going in and out of the building. It's kind of phallic when you think about it. But it's like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's, they, did, I, they did an absolutely awesome job. And by the way, the, the X, 
they recently put out the Xbox One X enhanced um, update for it, and I definitely agree there were some pretty significant improvements to the performance of the game. On they the didn't F. have to do that. That's no. like a two-year-old game. They did, definitely didn't have to. Didn't have to do that. Um, the other the other stuff that I've been playing is I I tried to play Sea of Thieves. I could not get in. I will be getting on tonight. Cinnamon Beard? Yes, Cinnamon Beard all the way. Um, <laughs> I was like, damn you, Cinnamon Beard. Just let me play this game. <laughs> um, but very excited about that one. And then I have been playing probably a little bit more than I thought I would of, uh, what is it? The Llama game. Uh, <laughs> the Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe how much I'm enjoying that game. Clay, so it's- Clay, Clay. I've, I've got the developer on the hook. Oh, perfect. We're getting him on. Can the we podcast. get him on? Yeah, we're getting him on. Oh, it's official. It's a. I'm. It, it it has such a nice callback to Smash TV and these top down joystick mm-hmm. style shooters, and you're just shooting llamas. <laughs> just so it's odd. So violent. <laughs> it's it amazing. Super violent. It, but it's fun. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it, the game does not take itself seriously. I mean, like you you pass through gates. And the gates talk to you, and they have like this really weird sort of heroic American voice, like "Greetings, Lama Slayer!" Right. When you go through the door, so, you know. So there's—I don't know if you've looked at the achievement lists, but there is an achievement that I think, like, I, I had to do—I did a double take. It said, "I think you have to go." Is it ten? Was it ten? Ten entry? Ten? Ten stages, basically. Ten? Ten gates that you have to go through. Um, without missing a single shot of your gun. What? Yeah. Well, and the other one is you have to go two stages without shooting a single shot. So you have to kill all the llamas on both stages without without shooting a single shot. I think that one. Wow. If I tried hard enough, I could probably figure out how to do that one. This yeah, other yeah, one yeah. though is, I, I I can't like I'm I yeah, just, it's I impossible. It's impossible. I almost want to watch a YouTube video of someone doing that. It's impossible. <laughs> the, the game has some pretty good achievements. Is it, did you know there's even an achievement for legit uh, tanking the frame rate? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, I I stepped into like a million a million llamas attacked me, and there was like 10, 20 cars around me, and they all exploded. And I'm trying not to uh, oh, pick up, and and they all exploded, and and the game, you know, was like, Argh! and it grinded to like almost a halt in the frame rate. As you would expect, and this achievement popped, and it was it the, the achievement was literally something like peasant mode, and I was like, what? And I brought up the uh, the um, the the achievement description, and it's like you managed to force the game into uh, like in into peasant. F- uh, a peasant frame rate or something and i was like oh come on guys <laughs> but oh, i think goat man. simulator has an achievement for actually crashing the game do they really yeah I... if you can if you can get the game to crash you get an achievement i think i'll have to go back and replay that one that one's a fun one as well uh my kids yeah. my kids like watching that one they think that one's pretty hilarious to watch but yeah i definitely uh, played that too the, the uh the other big game that i spent a good amount of time on this past week is super hot Super good. You're saying it right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the reference. You know, we talked about this what a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I was like, I have mm-hmm. no idea what you're saying. And you were like, you've clearly not played the game. Before. <laughs> it's so good. Like games with gold games, 
as much as I'd love to say that I play all of them, I rarely do. Yeah. If you have games with gold and you have not played Super Hot, you have to try this game. It is unbelievable how different it is. I can't. It's just. It's wild. It's. I. I think I just completely burned through that game, the single player, in I think one evening. It doesn't take long for you to get through, but it's the replayability of it is pretty intense. <laughs> it's yeah, really it's, good. It's really it's good. Really, it's it's like a puzzle game, but it's not. It, it's, it's it is. It is kind of like a puzzle game, actually. Yeah. Um, I probably recorded way too many scenes <laughs> than I'd care to. <laughs> oh, I have to go and watch. No, it's, it's so cool to see how someone <laughs> does stuff. Like I, I remember I. I saw one of the people on my feed. I can't remember who it was. I think it's actually someone who watches the podcast. If you're listening, um, let me know who you are because I, I totally can't remember your gamertag. I'm sorry. Um, but they they legit, uh, they, they, they save themselves by throwing their gun into a bullet. Like they threw the pistol and it hit the, At bullet the bullet. So that, uh, yeah, and they saved themselves. And That's I was awesome. like, that is the coolest thing I have seen That's all awesome. day. I didn't even know you could do that. The game is it's it's wild though. It's absolutely yeah. wild. I didn't really know other than it. I knew that it kind of the when you move, that's when time moves. Other than that, that's mm-hmm. basically all I knew about the game, and it's so cool. It's so yeah. cool. I would love to see more and of that. More of that. There's one other game that I played as well, and I saw you playing it for a little while as well, and that's uh, Way of the Passive Fist. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. How'd you like that? So um, I loved the graphics. I loved the music. It's so 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, the, the, the aesthetic is so 80s, but it's like so 90s. It's like playing yeah. a Super Nintendo game. You know, the, the graphics look really good. Um, and it's it's different. It's like I was expecting, you know, sort of like Streets of Rage style beat 'em up, but it's almost the opposite of that. Um, and I, unfortunately, I don't think it's for me. Um, but it is interesting. Um, it is like for 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 anyone who doesn't know, it is sort of presented like an old school, you know, Streets of Rage style beat 'em up. But instead of fighting. You you play as the man who's like the master of the the way of the passive fist, and so you have to like dodge and block every attack until your enemies get tired, and then you just push them over. <laughs> and and so it, it it sounds silly, but it's like really intense because you have to dodge and counter and duck and like catch projectiles in the air at the exact right time. Like how how long did you play it for, Clay? Uh, I beat the first, uh, got through the first boss battle, and then maybe halfway through the second, the second stage, I've got to pick mm-hmm. it back up. It it is definitely it one of those hard. games that it's it's not gonna be for everybody because it's not a spam a button to punch and fight. You have to get the timing of each of the enemies down pretty precisely. And parry their moves or dodge their move yeah. and then react. So it it's, almost feels like a, a rhythm game at times. It, it definitely does. It definitely does. But it and it's naturally it's not that hard of a game. 
especially when there's only like two or three enemies on the screen. But as soon as there's like five or six, I'm like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> dodge, block, parry, duck, yeah. catch the, catch, catch the, the boomerang. The nice thing. Yeah. Throw him back. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I, what's funny is I fought those, the girls, there's a character in there that's, um, uh, that she, she runs around and she'll throw a knife at you, or there's another variant of it that throws a boomerang at you. And for the longest, uh, probably not the longest time, for but for a few of the stages, I was blocking. I was blocking her throwing the knives, and I was like, oh, if I dodge, he'll catch it and throw it back at her. I did not realize <laughs> that. <laughs> it actually It actually says to do that when you first meet one. Man, you think I'm paying attention to any of that? <laughs> I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it does. De- it definitely has a vibe, though, of a 90s. To me, it was like a 90s Ninja Turtles look. Yeah, it was, look it was like music. Gameplay-wise, you know not exactly. It was, it was Mad Max, but Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if Mad Max was Ninja Turtles, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I got from it. Right, right. Did you play anything else or what? Uh, I think that was all the games that I played. Um, did you get a chance to play uh, Tesla versus... Uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Did you get a chance to yes, play that? How was I it? I did, but I, I only played for maybe the first half an hour. Hmm. It's also a twin stick shooter. And it was interesting because I played Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. Uh, and then I went straight to... For like an hour or so. And then I went straight to... To Tesla versus Lovecraft, and they're so different, even though they're both top-down shooters. Uh, so Tesla versus Lovecraft is like more like, more like um, um, what is it? That old that old game, Smash TV. Smash TV, yeah. It's just like Smash TV. It's top-down in a small arena, and you move very fast, and like like hundreds of enemies just come at you that you just mow through without uh, without any real stress, and you know that you just. It's really fast-paced and really colorful. Actually, it looks gorgeous. Um, but it's it's more like way more like Smash TV. It's all about speed and and like hordes of enemies and dodging and and, and just over-the-top weapons. It's it's much much faster than um, the Llama game because which is a bit more mm. tactical with like right. more open worlds that you have to explore and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's definitely cool if you're into twin stick shooters, especially if you want to play a really fast-paced one. Uh, with a friend, I highly recommend trying that one out, um, and it, it's gorgeous, especially on my my TV because it's so colorful. It's all got all these greens and purples and blues and reds, really like vibrant colors. Uh, so it looks great. Um, but I also played. Speaking of red, I tried out Surviving Mars, um, which for those who don't know is basically like a city builder, like SimCity or whatever, but on Mars. Uh, and it has a really cool sort of like retro future aesthetic, like from the from the fifties or whatever. Like, if if you've seen um, any any of those like old drawings of like how they thought this, the future was going to be in like the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, it's it's basically that. Um, and I I have to say I didn't really like it very much. Um, I am a fan of these city building games. I love city skylines. I love the sim city games i even liked the controversial sim city that they released a few years ago uh and this game 
does a lot of things to try and differentiate itself from other city builders. And after a while, I found that all those things actually were what were pissing me off. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, why can't I do this? Why are, you, why are you introducing all this irritating micromanaging and stuff like that? And apparently, I'm not the only one who's thought that. And the devs have uh, promised to fix that. So that mm, would be okay. really nice. But I mean, I it's kind of divisive because it has really good reviews. And for example, I know that Jez Corden from Windows Central absolutely loves it. Um, he doesn't stop talking about how, how much he loves it. But for me, I, it just really annoyed me. Uh, I guess maybe I'm too set in my ways. I think that could be the problem. I think it could be, it's not me. It's, it's not you, it's me <laughs> uh, sort of thing. But yeah. And I also played um, uh, Where the Passive Fist, as I said. And of course, I, uh, I played a bit of Sea of Thieves. I actually got to play <laughs> Sea of Thieves. You got in there. We should probably... I got in there, uh, but I think it wasn't smooth sailing, and I think we should talk about that a little bit later. But before we do that, I think we should uh, both have a quick chat about the indie game of the week, which yes. is, of course, Cube 2. I'd never heard of Cube 1. Uh, I'm sorry, I, guys. I, I, I thought <laughs> it was maybe a play on words when I started playing the game. <laughs> like Cube Squared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, I'd never heard of the first one. And in fact, the only reason I heard of this game, well, other than it, I'm, I have an active interest in indie games, if anyone's been listening to this podcast for any length of time, they'll know. We love but some indie that, games. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. But um, Agostino Simonetta, who is the, the ID at Xbox uh, director for Europe, was tweeting nonstop saying everyone needs to play this game. And Ago doesn't do that very often. You know, he's the program director for ID at Xbox. So he kind of has to, you know, basically he's not supposed to say anything without a team of legal uh, <laughs> legal people <laughs> signing off on it. Uh, that's why we haven't got him on the podcast, actually. It's really, really hard. Uh, but anyway, so he was saying how good it was. And I was like, guys, we have to try this game out. You know, it's, it must be amazing. It looks great. And so that was the game of the week. And I absolutely loved it. Clay, what did you think? I thought it was rubbish. No, no, it's great, man. It's um, I was say, it's, are you it's, are you it's Ross? Really now? good. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. I sound a little bit weird, but I sound is that like a Russian? <laughs> Almost that. <laughs> nah, it's not good, comrade. Yes, we. Are, this, is, Zengif. this is Scotland. It's yeah. Zengif. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 uh, it's very good. A lot of I think I'm about progression wise about halfway through the game. I think where are you? Re how long did it take you? You said it was six hours. I think it took. No, 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 four? no, no, no. Four? I see. Eight? This game grab this game grabbed me like absolutely grabbed me. Very few games do this. Um, the story, the atmosphere, and the puzzles were so good that I sat there and I played the entire game start to finish in a single session. And I haven't done that in a very long time. Uh, and this game, I blasted through it in about four and a half hours. Um, your mileage may vary. I think the average playthrough will probably be six to eight hours, depending on how good you are with visual puzzles. But I... I can say that uh, I, I'm, I'm actually very good at these kinds of visual puzzles. They're like my jam. Um, I never really get stuck on them. If, if your puzzle has like mathematics or numbers or anything in it, like screw that, I'm going, I'm going straight to Google. Like I'm not even going to try it. You put numbers in your puzzle, we're done. Uh, but these, these kinds of simple visual puzzles, like, you know, Portal, for example, uh, I, I really enjoy. And so I just played straight through it and just loved it, start to finish. Um, 
it, it's which part are you up to, Clay? I can tell you how far. You um, I am to the part I'm uh, where puzzle component. I'm trying not to ruin any of this. Oh, spoilers! Story. Yeah, the story. Um, good. but but I'm at I'm at a point where there is like oil slick. Um, ah, I know. It, where it's you are. it's introduced the oil slick mechanic, mm-hmm. so I can yeah. lube up some some you can lube up some stuff and, and push you can lube around. up your cube. <laughs> so. Um, essentially, that's the second last mechanic that they right. had. Um, so you're about halfway to three quarters through, depending right. on how far you are through the lube section. But uh, what <laughs> one thing that's actually really interesting I haven't used up all the lube yet. So no, so the ga- <laughs> never enough. So the game, the game's uh, main sort of pull is that you're um, on this alien. You you think it's an alien spaceship? I won't say anything else. And everything is made out of cubes. And you have the ability to manipulate cubes. You can make cubes that bounce things. You can make cubes that like uh, extend like a little platform. You can make cubes that just fall onto the ground. Uh, you can, and, and that's, that's like the, those three the core of it. cubes. That's the core of it. It's the yeah. core. Yeah, there's, they're red, yellow, or red, orange, and, and green. Uh, blue, so, blue, blue, uh, sorry, blue. blue it's, orange it's blue, green. orange, and green, not red, orange, Someone's and green. Someone's colorblind. No, it's just the the English is just the worst language. Anyway, so um, you you sort of have to navigate these areas, but once you get to about the halfway point, where roughly where Clay is, just a little bit further, uh, the game introduces this <laughs> this oil, this lube, and it completely changes the it game. Does. It's, it's, it does. It does. And it, and it's it was a mind f for me going through yeah. the puzzles after this. Like, wait. What? What do I have so to do here? <laughs> you you begin you begin playing a bit like Portal because in Portal you only have one goal and that's to get yourself through the door, right? So you have mm-hmm. to figure figure out how you open the door and walk through it, and that's how Cube Two starts. You have to get out the door, but then when you get to this section, basically the whole game changes. You still need to get through the door, but normally the door is quite easy. You have to sort of unlock the door, and to do that, you start when you start using this oil. And eventually there's other uh, elements added. For example, the, it's only a tiny spoiler for you, Clay. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but the oil can catch fire. And God damn so you it. To, yeah, yeah, it gets even more complex. So there's there's another, and there's other aspects as well that I won't spoil. But um, you end up, by the end of the game, you're basically making your own sort of like Rube Goldberg machines. Like you, you set up these incredibly intricate series of, things that happen when you start your Rube Gold machine just to get like a cube to fly across the uh, the map and like hit a trigger you know and so you really have to sort of be able to think ahead to sort of build this you do. this machine there, and, and it gets really complex I was going to say the the puzzle I mean leading up to at least the part that I'm in um I was wondering how difficult the puzzles were going to be so far, I have not gotten to a point where I, like, have given up. Actually, sorry, I lied. I I did at one point. I was like, I'm done for the night. I can't figure this puzzle <laughs> out. I'll come back to it tomorrow. And then the next day, I came back, and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. All I had to do was, like, I can just do this. And it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm overthinking it's always like, it. <laughs> yeah, you think that this is the most complex puzzle in the world. Then you, <laughs> then you just take one step forward, and you're like, oh, yeah, all I had to do was just go there <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean a lot of them uh at least leading up to the point where i'm at weren't 
overly um, complicated where I couldn't figure them out. Um, I think I am stuck on a puzzle right now that I could not figure out. That's when I was going to ping you on it. I, I, I do not want to – like I have, a, I have a thing where I don't want to YouTube – how to do something i figure I, mm-hmm. i'm like i can figure this out i just gotta figure it sit down and figure it out at a certain point though i'm gonna get really frustrated <laughs> <laughs> well i only got slowed down on on one or two but none of them actually stumped me so if mm. you're good at these kinds of games then you won't find it too but, challenging but the story is good enough to keep you going right and by the way it's um it's also extremely pretty the game. Oh God! It is if you have gorgeous. if you have an X and a uh, like a 4K TV, it's really wow. nice looking. It's really it, nice looking game. The atmosphere is incredible. It uses these really solid bright colors, and it's just it's beautiful. I, I, de- I think I, my, I would definitely recommend it though. Looking. I would definitely yeah, recommend, yeah. and it's and it's uh, I think it's 20, 20 bucks, twenty five bucks. I think I think it's twenty five something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's not, um, not much money. Yeah, it's not. It's under thirty. It's def- I think it's twenty. I want to say it's twenty-five. It is definitely a game that um, you could probably knock out in a weekend. But for that price point, I, you know, I'd spend more at yeah. the movie theater. Yeah, and <laughs> like I said, the the, the story is really good. Like, are you enjoying the story? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. No, no, no. It's re- it's, it's a pretty cool sci-fi mystery. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I definitely. Um, <laughs> it's funny. You're introduced to. Uh, a character early on and it's just i'm programmed in from playing so many games and watching sci-fi movies like i can't trust this person i'm not trusting this person (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like i knew it and then later on later on then you're going to be like what Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah that's 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 going to be my only spoiler for you later on in regards to that character you're going to be like what I definitely want to finish it though. And I, by the way, I saw Major. Major was playing it as well over the weekend as yeah. well. So I think it's, it's it's got a few people hooked in. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. So, and unfortunately, we can't get Clay or or Karina's opinion because they're, Ross? they're otherwise out. What? Ross, I'm, Clay's here with Ross. Me you. <laughs> What's going on with me tonight? I'm sorry. I I worked from like nine a.m. till uh till 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 now and now is uh, almost 11 i haven't actually stopped so i'm like dead inside let's Um, let's move on to the stories actually uh one more thing to talk about uh while we were talking about indie games and the indie game of the week uh shout out to ago and id at xbox crew over at uh, gdc this week they've been showing off i think over 50 titles and i saw something like uh, they put out some stats earlier in the week. I saw something over on Twitter. It said they've released almost 800 ID at Xbox games within the last five years, which is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, we're big fans it's of the. Amazing. Yeah, we're big fans here of the the indie indie titles as well as the the bigger the big boy games. But uh, mm-hmm. we love 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 some creative indie games. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, so yeah, let's. Congrats, absolutely. Uh, and let's hope that Below comes out this year. And uh, no, r- rumor has it it's coming out. It really, they, they said so just today on the ID Xbox Twitter. So, yeah, oh, that, did they? That's, huh. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Did to. you see that they were giving out? I, I'm a little jealous. I wanted to be, they had some really cool ID at Xbox skateboard decks. 
I saw that, yeah. Especially because Chris Charla, the American yep. uh, head of the com- mm-hmm. company, is like the American version of Ago. He's a huge skateboarder. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Obsessed with it. Yeah, man, it's all he does. Oh. like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it looking at him. Did uh, you know he is? Did you know that uh, at one point in time, I used to be heavy in the uh, skateboarding community? No, but I believe you. <laughs> I, I really was not. I really was not. The, my brother was. My younger brother was. But I, I think I've been on a skateboard all of one time, and I fell right on my ass really uh, hard. Well, <laughs> my, my involvement with the skateboard community is liking Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3. Did you, uh, you know what I was really involved in? What? Rollerblading. <laughs> extreme rollerblading in the 90s <laughs> that that's the, that's one of the most 90s things i've ever heard man <laughs> legit that I, was i can't i can't talk too much on <laughs> how much of a 90s goth i used to be oh my gosh uh, i can't believe i just said that yeah. hashtag the blunder years okay let's find out what's been happening on the subreddit this week we are the world's worst podcast hosts <laughs> You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. See if these came out this week. Holy crap! They had one million players inside the first 24 hours. Um, it That's a little crazy. <laughs> in the first 24 hours, actually. Yeah, uh, no, yeah so... Um, it's it's been insane and unfortunately because of this insane influx of people that no one predicted uh well they predicted but they weren't able to predict this much like you know let's they're like okay let's have like two months of server stress tests so that we're ready and then they're like oh my god no one could have foreseen this um but but seriously a ton of people have been playing the game and this has caused the infamous cinnamon beard uh error that you get from not being able to connect to the game i i sat there trying to connect for an hour because i'm stupid and don't have anything else better to do with my life and i actually managed to get on and then when i got on uh i had half of my inventory disappear including my weapons i never got spawned a um never got spawned like a map or anything and i couldn't take any quests so i had to actually quit and then go back into the cinnamon beard loop but i actually managed to get on and play for about an hour or so uh and while i was playing i didn't see any other ships and i was just like thinking to myself there's probably like no one else on this server who can actually get on so i should just do whatever i want without (laughs) without any fear of repercussions uh but i played for a little while just just you know getting back into the swing of things turn, turned in a chest and and got my day one patch did you see that yeah uh yes by the way actually <laughs> thank you for reminding me because i definitely need to get on today and play uh, i was not i tried oh no wait did it come out officially yesterday well lo- yesterday night i oh, yeah no. like midnight. i wonder if i can can i still get the day one patch i know today? man you better you better get in there and see i was like i got into the game but i didn't get in to, like I, I kept getting the cinnamon beard error you, you i tried to, again yeah, you have to actually again. buy it from a vendor uh all the vendors all the all the clothing no. vendors sell it it's one gold piece uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll we'll try and get back Ho- in there hopefully tonight. Hopefully, yeah, just like log in after the oh, podcast or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I I watched numerous people streaming. I popped in and saw Karina. 
streaming yesterday. She was looking wonderful in her little uh, her little hat with the the map drawn on her face. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, I don't know what to do. All right, I'm gonna take some eyeliner and draw uh, like a dotted line and X on my face. X marks the spot. <laughs> uh, I looked and I was like, that's adorable, but not for the reasons that you want it to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so no, I, I I also was watching uh, green skull. I think he was doing like a crazy long stream. Was Uh, he? Yeah. 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 I think he was on there for like 10, 10 hours or something like that. I, uh, I might be hanging out with green skull next week. If he's Uh, coming to the, uh, the MVP, um, the MVP summit. Oh, green skull is also an MVP. He was awarded the MVP the year before me. That's Uh, right. So. Yeah, so he do they invite the coming. previous MVPs or is it just the yeah new they MVPs? they they invite all the MVPs who've ever been winning in it. Uh, oh. So there's like about was that thirty of us I think, and about twenty people will be attending the summit. That's we had awesome. a, a, a long call about it today, so, you know, working out the logistics, you know, where we're staying and stuff like that, um, and what our um, what our itinerary is. And I'm sworn to secrecy, but I can tell you some of the stuff that we're going to get to see behind closed doors is holy crap be excited people oh, okay be good excited. i was like uh please don't get yourself in trouble before you get to no, go no, no 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 i gotta leak i gotta leak afterwards not before uh, <laughs> i'm kidding i'm not gonna leak anything don't don't kick me out you but yeah, so, get yourself uh, a, a, a camera like one of those hidden cameras and just record oh like the whole thing. in a button or whatever yeah 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 but yeah hopefully uh if if green skull's there um then we'll get to hang out and he's been on the podcast before yeah no, that's very cool. That's very good. Um, we should also mention for Sea of Thieves, uh, I was pretty happy. So you mentioned that they had a number of server side issues. There were connection issues. And mm. um, I was very happy to see. So we're recording this, what, is today Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Um, this afternoon, they published a video basically stating that they're fully aware of the issues. It was like a 10-minute long video. Um, and state here are the top six things that we're, we're going after. And I thought that was hugely impressive and great to yeah. see from, from a game developer, especially. Yeah, it was so good. I you mean, know, we've, pretty, it, it was pretty transparent. It, yeah. And it was Joe and we've had Joe need on the podcast yep. like three times now, maybe even four. Um, so he's, he's a really genuine guy and, you know, he really cares honestly, uh, about his game and he cares about people having fun in his game that's like the only thing that he really thinks about and i I can only imagine how agonizing this last 24 hours must have been for him so i i'm so glad that he got up in front of everyone uh he looked like he hadn't slept (laughs) at all (laughs) and and actually talked everyone through the issues and there are uh uh, a lot of day one issues that of course everyone has because it's it's the day one launch uh there's been quite a bit of controversy surrounding the game uh it will be interesting to see whether it dies down um everyone's throwing a a hissy fit over what i think is the stupidest possible thing uh someone clipped through the ground and saw that the the um the Kraken doesn't have a body. And apparently that's like Microsoft is doomed because the Kraken doesn't have a body. Like what? Um, it will be interesting to see just how frequently they add new content. Um, I hope they do add more new content because uh, if anyone is wondering, yes, the map is the same as the ones that we were using in the beta. It's just uh, it's just the framework for the rest of the game. So let's hope that uh, the content keeps it coming. It's, yeah. um, it's definitely not impossible uh, for anyone who's who has doubts for these kinds of games to get turned around, I mean, I I have to confess that I'm a little bit 
like oh i was kind of hoping for some more stuff but at the same time like i've been playing the game for two years so i can't really say that <laughs> that's my it's my own fault you know like hmm that's strange game well, i've been playing for two years feels familiar i wonder why but yeah. you know uh you know look at rainbow six siege that game is what four years i, I was i was just about to bring that same up because yeah, 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 siege yeah. i was active throughout all of the like the very first alpha i was there all the way up through launch and it was pretty much the same i mean it, there were some things that uh, they tweaked some things but a lot of it was the same that you were playing in the alpha and the beta but over time it has very much evolved with maps and tweaks to the gameplay and new characters and i, I could see something very similar to that happening with this here yeah um i i loved i was reading some comments from uh one of the the postings on on the sub and i loved a concept that someone proposed that it would be really cool if there were uh like skeleton crews or um computer you know just um other crews roaming the seat maybe not a, a lot but a few that you could get into fights with that you Ooh, knew yeah. were like, not um other actual people but it just yeah. gives you something more to engage with maybe maybe like a uh, like some sort of legendary pirate crew that sails around and absolutely wrecks everybody that you're when you when you see him coming <laughs> you just that. run you know like that. or you take him on and die that would be amazing i mean think of the they've already got the the ferry of lot the damned when mm -hmm. you die you get you, for those who don't know when you die you get sent to it's basically a lobby where you wait um but they've made it into this really cool uh like ghost Purgatory. ship called the ferry of the damned and you have to wait for the bell to ring and before you, you can and let you go through this big spooky door before you can uh respawn so there's definitely the the stuff exists they just have to sort of repurpose it but yeah that's the game definitely has so much so much space to grow and considering that it's free for everybody well not free but included for everybody as part of games pass it's just give it a try honestly uh, I, I, it is just really fun just play with friends okay don't this is not a game to play on your own i've right. got to be brutally honest here playing it on your own is well it can be it can be good if you have a right like you find a team of randoms but yeah. <laughs> like like playing with friends is amazing though um, I'm wondering, you know, you mentioned the Game Pass aspect of this. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, I, I think they're probably, this is the first game really to launch with games, like in conjunction at the same yeah. time in retail and at, and in, and in Game Pass. It's I'm, one, I'm wondering like, what was the influx of Game Pass users over the last few days? Well, like how many more people took, you can get, what is it, a 14-day free trial or a one-month yeah, free yeah, trial yeah. or something like that. I wonder how many people signed up just for this. And, you know, what is it, scheduled? There's at least three or four more games scheduled for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for this year to be coming to Games Pass that are similar to this. I'm wondering what the I learnings mean, are going to be <laughs> for these th other think studios. Of when, <laughs> when Forza Horizon comes out on oh Games Pass, gosh. that's one of the biggest it is the biggest selling car franchise in the world. So it's, just, it's, it's going to be huge. And I mean, I can tell you there's been at least 1 million people playing the game. Uh, see if thieves that is. So I can imagine quite a few of them were games pass owners. I mean, myself included. Yeah. Same here. So, 
I'm actually I'm really looking forward uh, to this weekend. Um, a friend is coming over, and we are going to play with crossplay thanks to Games Pass. That's awesome. Uh, I've got like. I've got this, this, like I'm going to be playing on the TV, and they're going to be playing on the laptop, and we we can co-op together, you know, and I don't have to pay anything, and it's crossplay. I mean, this Xbox Play Anywhere is one of my favorite things in the whole world, just for stuff like this, you know. It's I forgot it's, that's going to be a Play cool Anywhere title. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's pretty cool. Heck, not just Play Anywhere, but crossplay, and you can just play with people on PC. They they type actually. You can see uh, chat if you ever play with someone on PC. It's toips. It's right. toips. Um, let's talk about something else here. That's um, I don't even know if it was posted on the sub. I, I put it on here because I want. I saw some saw some announcements around this over the last uh, this last week. Was Fortnite and PUBG have both come to your mobile device? And it's I, I heard <laughs> I was like, wait, you can play Fortnite on your phone or a tablet and then i saw wait PUBG, you can play on your phone or (laughs) your tablet and on both ios and android and it's the full game they're like what (laughs) um would you ever reset would you would you play any of these on your phone or your tablet absolutely not (laughs) i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try it not because not, not for the reasons you might be thinking it's just for the controls I, oh yeah, I, I completely. Just, I, oh no, that was the reason I was thinking was the controls. Yeah, like I I love mobile games, and uh, for those who don't know, full disclosure, I have worked before, and I currently work in the mobile game industry. So, of course, I love mobile games. <laughs> uh, but uh, they 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 keep the lights on in my house. But um, you know, I I'm always really when I play mobile games, I prefer something that's sort of mobile. St- that fits mobile. I play puzzle games. I play, you know, Clash Royale. I play, um, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm addicted to the Nintendo's Animal Crossing. You know, on the on the on the phone. You know, just games like that that sort of fit the mobile thing. Uh, and I like to play my shooters on my TV. That's right. <laughs> that's that's how I am. But I mean, it's amazing how good the technology is inside our devices now. Like I'm I'm just looking down at my. I have the the Samsung Galaxy uh, S8 uh, Edge, and I actually don't even know how powerful this thing is, but it's stupidly powerful. Like, if you consider what it can do in the way of gaming, it's it's crazy, right? It's, I mean, if I think back to my first iPhone um, and playing Super Monkey Ball, like the very first iPhone. Super mm-hmm. Monkey Ball and some like cheesy helicopter game on my phone, and I thought that was amazing. And now yeah, yeah. you can literally play, <laughs> you can literally play PUBG or Fortnite on your phone or your tablet. It kind of blows my mind. And I just saw AC Bongos posted a tweet yesterday that he I think took took second place on uh, PUBG. <laughs> he did what? Yeah, but took on his phone from his phone. Did- Took did he use place. a controller or was he playing with the? I don't know. His hands? I don't know. I don't know. That's amazing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. So I don't know if those are cross-play though. Like I don't know. Are you? One thing I didn't look into is like, are you only playing with other mobile users, or are you playing with console users as mm. well? You know, I'm. 
I'm actually really sad that Microsoft failed at the uh, at the mobile thing. Not just because I actually liked using their OS, but they they were really championing something that was a bit ahead of its time. It's something that Microsoft does all too often, and it would work really well now. And that's they had like integration and crossplay between their mobile games and their X and the Xbox 360. You you could earn Xbox 360 achievements on your mobile phone. I actually have like quite a few achievement points on my gamertag profile that I got from playing Fun, these yes. games on, on my on my phone. And I think that nowadays, like we can, we can play PUBG on our phone, right? So you, you could very easily have these cross achievements and, and like have like unify the whole system. So I hope that they kind of keep pushing in that direction so that one day we can have like a big happy family. I mean, Minecraft, we've got phone, Xbox, PC, and Nintendo. Uh, Sony still doesn't want to play. They're the the edgy kid who who has no friends. But um, <laughs> so, uh, I think that like that that could be the shiny future for all games where we can all just play together and it doesn't matter what you're playing on. What you're playing on, yeah. Well, agreed. Agreed. Um, I did want us to briefly mention this topic here that was posted by Rod CCL, uh, who posted, Hey, uh, my Game Pass expired, and now I can't play my copy of Halo 5 anymore. Uh, yeah. uh, so basically, he was saying that um, he's running into an issue that he purchased Halo 5 uh, digitally, it sounds like, um, on his Xbox before he had Game Pass. Then acquired Game Pass, which Halo 5 is part of, but in the process it looks like there's somehow an issue where his personal Halo 5 license was overwritten by the Game Pass license, and now that his Game Pass account has expired, he can no longer play Halo 5. Um, I, I thought that was pretty interesting, not in a good way. It's a mm, kind of it may- I was like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, kind of, kind of frightened because I have a, a code for for Sea of Thieves because we all got sent these amazing uh, media media kits. I was actually kind of nervous to to use that code just because I was like, this? Uh, the Game Pass. Yeah, I admit, I was like, uh, uh, it'll be okay. <laughs> um, but I I I want to say that uh, I was very happy to see that Major Nelson had chimed in and. Was it seemed like it was right in on it and said wanted to let everybody know that the Xbox engineering team has been investigating the issue. This is a very isolated situation and absolutely being thoroughly examined so it can be properly fixed. So, I mean, it, it's one of the awesome things about the the sub is that majors on there. We have other devs oh, yeah, on man. there. We have you, Xbox you, support on there. You want to know people... what's funny? You, wait, wait. You, you want to know what's funny? Because you just mentioned Xbox support. I got to tell you this because. Uh, we mods, we have a direct line. We have like a, a Skype group chat with mm-hmm. the the people who run the uh, tech support team. And anyone who's been a long, 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 long time fan of the podcast will know we had the whole tech support team on this podcast, which was an absolutely insane episode. There was like <laughs> 10 of them. Uh, I think it was our second ever episode. It might have been. Third. Yeah, second, second or third. third. It was very early. Uh, it was crazy. But it was really fun. And uh, the, the tech support team, I know you guys listening, you are just the best. But... Um, we have this this chat with them, and I, I went straight to the chat, I like and linked that, and I was like, you know, Major Nelson showing you guys up pretty hard, and it was so salty. 
I'm like, so what do you guys even do? Like, what do you get paid for? <laughs> like, Major Nelson doing your job here. They were, they were salty. I'm like, does this dude sleep? This yeah. dude is, and I know he's got a kid now. Like, yeah. when is this dude hanging out with his family? This guy's always working, or he's like, he's on the sub, he's tweeting, or he's at working posting stuff, or I pop on my Xbox play. I was like. This dude's work. This dude's gaming right now. <laughs> what is this He's not guy? human. I know. I, I'm starting I to know. suspect that Larry is actually some sort of like cyborg created by Microsoft. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I'm pretty pretty certain of that one. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a great thing about the sub. Honestly, uh, it's one of my favorite things about being a mod. There is just that all, all of the cool people who we have that come and and visit, you know, and 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 participate in our amazing community right like it's it's crazy agreed uh reese why don't you before we go into the last topic here why don't you lead us into this week's interview i think i will xbox snap this week's interview Okay, everybody, welcome back to this week's interview. Today we have Jonas Müller, who is the lead programmer of Ghost Ship Games, one of the developers of Deep Rock Galactic. Ooh, that was a long sentence. So, Jonas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. No, it's good a, to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, why don't we start off, you know, nice and easy. We always do this. Uh, how about you just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what exactly you do at Ghost Ship Games? Yes, so uh, I'm the lead programmer and uh, one of the founders of the company. And I work mostly on gameplay systems, I would say. We're, we're a pretty small company, so we kind of work on uh, all the features, but uh, enemies, upgrade systems, a lot of the cave generation, uh, vanity items, like most of it, <laughs> in most, <laughs> most places. Because we're only uh, three programmers, so uh, only three. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we have That's... we have a fourth intern now, but we've been uh, three for since the beginning. Wow. So, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the history of Ghost Ship? I mean, what have you guys done before, or if you've got anything for the future? <clears throat> yeah, but we haven't done anything before. This is our first game together as a company. Uh, most of us. Have us us worked uh, at press play before i ah. don't know if you know that oh, company nice. mm -hmm. yes, yes. Um, and then when that company shut down then that was our chance to do something together and uh that's when we started working on deep rock right from the beginning and that is about two years ago i think nice and uh yeah it's been quite a ride Oh, yeah, you just mentioned it. So you've just released Deep Rock Galactic. Congratulations. It's entered the Xbox Game Preview Program on February 28th. For those who may be unfamiliar with the game, can you describe Deep Rock Galactic for us? Yes, so you, uh, you play as sort of uh, mercenary miners out in the future. They are also dwarfs. And uh, you work for a company called Deep Rock Galactic, and they uh, send you down on this alien planet to uh, harvest resources. And uh, the dwarves are kind of the only one who are hardy enough to survive down there, because it's it's not very pleasant. <clears throat> and uh, it's a four-player co-op first-person shooter. So uh, you play together as different classes, 
and the the maps or caves, whatever you call it, they are procedurally generated. So each time you have to find your way around and uh, use your tools to navigate the environment uh, and then find the minerals that are usually the mission objective. There's also some other objectives, but uh, primarily it's to get riches. Dwarves, they love gold, so uh, have to keep your eyes out for uh, gold down there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's just filled with horrible stuff that will try to kill you any chance that it gets. So you kill it first. Yeah, that that's a good plan. Or run. <laughs> That'll work for a while. <laughs> so how's it actually been for you guys over at Ghost Ship in, in the couple weeks since launch? I mean, it's probably been really boring, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with just sitting around. Uh, that's been a little, little hectic. Uh, I mean, so many people playing the game, obviously lots of issues arise, like smaller stuff that we had to deal with. So uh, we've actually already released some patches on Steam and I think on Xbox there should be one out tomorrow. Oh, very nice. No promises, but <laughs> it should be. Uh, that would be update 9 on Xbox, which uh, has a lot of uh, good fixes, like crash fixes and just minor things that were uh, maybe not optimally done before, which you sort of realize once lots of people start playing your game that ah, maybe this little thing, menu or whatever, should have been bit better thought out but that's the joy of game preview program yeah. early access super exciting to see people play the game and uh, all the funny videos coming out of people just screaming <laughs> well we screaming out of fear <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we we've all played the game actually it was our our indie game of the week uh, not last week but the week before so the the week it came out uh, and yeah it's it's definitely a blast to play right guys Definitely. Uh, on, until everyone spawns a dreadnought, and then that's me running around screaming and panicking. <laughs> I've done that a bit too many times. Uh, so anyway, can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration for the game? I mean, you know, where did you all get it started? Yes, it started, I think, actually with me playing a lot of Left 4 Dead and Minecraft. I can definitely and, see uh, that. <laughs> And similar games to that, but just like uh, the exploration part, walking around in caves, exploring, and then it's like, I just wish there was some nice combat here to go along with the exploration. And that is basically like the the core inspiration for the game, like exploration and then uh, like tight combat to go along with it. So that's pretty simple, but uh, yeah. Do you want me to ask the next question? Um, yeah, you do that. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Maybe because I'm curious as well, but why space dwarves? Because dwarves are awesome, and space is awesome, so it's the perfect match. That's like... Fair enough, that is... Wow. <laughs> no, that's like a... I'm pretty sure that's like some sort of scientific fact. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of... I don't know why. I think we just uh, really like dwarves, and it seemed like a good fit going down into the mines, getting minerals. It's It just uh, kind of fits naturally. Like, it makes it makes sense for everyone. Everyone understands. You go down to the mines to get something. Of course, it's dwarves. Yeah, and, no, it makes sense. And space is awesome. So that was just... That was pretty natural. <laughs> you know... Uh... You guys have been pretty adamant uh, on the sort of co-op first front. Can you tell us a little bit about where that ethos, you know, came from? And also, what are some of the favorite co-op games that you guys actually play in the studio that's not 
Deep Rock. Yes, so the co-op first, uh, what we try to do with the game is sort of make sure that everyone has to co-op together. So each, each one has different tools and different roles, uh, when some other co-op games, you're really just running around shooting with each other. You're not really cooperating that much. That is also fun, but uh, we'd really want it to be more yeah, like deeper co-op. Like you have to think more about who does what and uh, support each other and uh, make more decisions together as to how to get places and how to survive. <clears throat> so I, I think that's like a core yeah it's something we think a lot about how to make sure that the game keeps being like that mm -hmm. and co-op games yeah as i say left for that that that's one of my favorites it's a it's good number one or two <laughs> or do you or do you not have a preference uh i think actually the first one i'm not entirely sure i think it's because the second one they fixed all the exploits so then i just died <laughs> <laughs> the nice. first one you could be a little more smarter like okay let's everyone sit in the corner and uh, mm -hmm. wait out the wave and stuff and then the second one you you just die whenever you try to be smart yeah they they implemented all those uh, <laughs> uh all those special infected and then they decided to turn the director into a real bastard yeah <laughs> I mean, I talked about a little bit before, but the game features some pretty cool and unique mix of features. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about them? Yes, so the mix integration allows the viewers to, well, you can either help the players out by giving them resources, you can also heal them directly. Uh, and then you can also be very annoying and spawn different enemies into the map. And that that can, especially if you really wait for the right moment, that can really uh, that can really be a pain. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. tried it. We we had a stream that we called "Kill the Deaths," and <laughs> we died. <laughs> I guess you got a lot of dreadnoughts. Yes, apparently some people have a lot of points on Mixer, and uh... yeah, I've I've been watching Mixer for like more than a year, and I have not spent any points, so. I know that I'm not alone. I'm just waiting for the right moment when, like, uh, when like Ross is playing for me to strike. Yeah, we were maybe a bit naive with the first point implementation, I think. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Reese, you're not going to get through that. My mixer streams are going to have a Ross solo dance party for ten thousand sparks. You're going to save that up for that. Oh right, right, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. That's mm. what it is. Now, <laughs> talking about the mixer integration, what are some of your favourite ones to use? Do you like tormenting people playing your game, or are you an actual merciful god? I think I'm more on the tormenting side. <laughs> you troll hard. You troll hard. I mean, yeah, maybe torment them and then help them out a bit, see if they can make it. But yeah. Mostly. It's just fun to see people suffer a bit. <laughs> we had, I remember we had uh, Mike Micah on the on the podcast, uh, uh, or Mike Mika, Mike Micah, which one is it? Mike Micah. Mike Micah, yeah, it's a great yeah. name. And he 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 developed iDarb, and that had sort of like an early version of this where you could tweet, and certain things would, uh, if you, if you tweeted at the right hashtag or right Twitter account, some certain things would happen in game. And he, he was also not, he was not a merciful god. So you're not alone. But it, so something about developers that, that they seem to enjoy tormenting people playing their game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
Uh, do you guys plan to implement more of these kind of cool features in the future? Like, have you got like a laundry list of new things, that, new ways that you want to allow people to mess with people playing the game? We had some ideas. I, I think there's plenty of things you could do. Uh, on the helping side, I think actually you could probably could probably do some more stuff to uh, that people could help with, like uh, maybe uh, call down a turret or some other stuff that would be more helpful. Mm-hmm. We don't want help. No, we don't want help. Just I'll help you. Help you die. I mean, maybe for example, in the uh, magma caves, there can be earthquakes. Maybe you could trigger an earthquake. That's more like it. Or maybe you could make it just a rain acid or, I don't know, plenty Whoa. of opportunities. The opportunities are endless. <laughs> so, uh, what's your favourite class to play out of the uh, four you've got currently? Oh, that's a hard question. I think Driller. I think uh, this week it's Driller. This week? Do you change every week? I have changed sometimes. I think Scout and Driller, but Driller, I just, uh, I just think the drills are awesome. I like drilling. Even though I get lost and then some exploders come into the tunnel, then I die. It's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a classic way to go out. Yeah, I, well, I noticed when Karina and I first played the game, we didn't have a drill class playing with us at that point because we're just doing yeah. duos. And the difference having a driller with you in the game makes it, you know, just for, for entering the areas, you really need each one of the classes to really get the most out of this, don't you? I think you can get by like even alone, but you have to be a bit more creative maybe, and certain combinations are maybe better. I think you can get around any two classes playing together. My first match, what public match, playing with randoms, everyone was a driller, and that wasn't that fun <laughs> at all. That was just awful. <laughs> so there is definitely a, a balance that you need to strike. It's actually kind of funny because... Uh, there's no restriction to how many you can be of each class. Mm-hmm. But I think most games, people actually just naturally play one of each. That's, so that's kind that's of good. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, so uh, how has uh, releasing the game into the preview program and early access been for you guys? You know, Has it been really helpful so far and, and helped you pick up a whole bunch of bugs or... Uh, yes, actually also, even before we released, we sort of had a community already going that was helping us. So we had that for even half a year before. And now it's just way bigger community. So now there's lots of feedback and, uh, yeah, we definitely fixed a lot of bugs because just more people playing, they find more, the more exotic stuff and also help us to figure out how to reproduce the bug. That's actually the kind of the secret to fixing bugs. It's how to reproduce them, so that's that's super helpful. Also, like uh, yeah, for example, the game came out. We realized like we put in a kick system, which is nice when people are annoying. But then uh, some annoying people started to kick people just before the mission ended. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So then we had to put in something so that you still got a reward if you were kicked and such. Ouch. And uh, yeah. So it's just, it's hard to predict how people will use the game. So it's really nice to have the community help with the figuring out what to do. Actually, just last week we had we had Rare on here and we were discussing with them. They implemented a system in Sea of Thieves called the, the Brig. So you could vote to send people <laughs> into the Brig and they would get locked yeah. in this room and they can't escape. 
and it's like a physical room in the bottom of the ship and uh, people were saying that you know they'd join a server and then immediately get voted into the brig and the people would say like try to get them to quit uh uh telling them to quit and they'd be like no i'm just going to stay in the brig forever and there was like this battle of wills between the prisoners and <laughs> and that's uh that's one of those funny things you don't see until you start letting people mess with your game i suppose <laughs> Well, well, talking about that, actually, like, like, just how do you go about balancing a game like this? Do you just throw monsters at the playtesters until they break down in tears, or what else? <laughs> I mean, we we played a lot the game a lot ourselves, so we usually play every day, at least try to. And then, yeah, also feedback from the community, but it's also a little bit difficult because people are really different skills skill sets. So some people think it's way too easy and some think it's really hard, but uh, it's mostly just playing it a lot and kind of... I'm definitely like... in a hard camp. <laughs> it, it's it's definitely pretty pretty brutal when you first start, at least, and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> it can be. Even for us, we also die. Easily. If you make some mistakes on the higher difficulties. I mean, you said earlier you, the digging mechanic was one of your favorite, uh, one of your favorite classes. Uh, and to be honest, it's pretty cool. Uh, would you say they were hard to implement though in the game? The digging, yeah, I think like the whole terrain generation and uh, destruction is our like core technology that we worked on. Most of the other parts of the game are, I don't know if you call them standard. They're more like standard elements from. From other games but the terrain and like the way we generate the world and actually we can we can carve any shape in the terrain which is pretty unique most other games are more voxel based if that like minecraft yeah. our game is not you can like we can actually carve any shape we can carve out a dwarf it's out not of stone if it's you wanted not to voxels. i thought it was i, I no. you could have fooled me that's that's amazing yeah. uh because voxels tend to create how do you say that? Yeah, it, it's really like in the voxels. You would have really hard time in creating like a really thin surface, or like some shapes are really hard because it's more like it's smoothed out over the voxels, mm -hmm. where we we can create any shape we want. That's crazy. I bet there was uh, a lot of glitches in the early days. Yeah, the <laughs> guy who does it is he's pretty good. So. <laughs> if if it's just one guy, then definitely, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, he was he kind of made the core technology for the terrain, and then uh, I did more the parts where we actually generate the the caves. And uh, yeah, because it's not exactly like Minecraft; it's more like a level. And some levels you go from A to B, and we sort of put in the different caves, and uh, then the engine can skin it to any of the biomes. Or regions, I think it's called in game. So there's seven different regions. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing that uh, even for us, we still see see new stuff when we go down into the caves. Well, that's the joy of procedural games, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, what's uh, what's next for you guys? What's next for Deep Rock Galactic? What do you guys have down the pipe? Big plans, I presume. Down the pipe, you could have said the big down the down the deep down the big down, hole down that the, you just dug down, down the, the caves, caves. <laughs> down the caves. Yeah, come on. Sorry, <laughs> so Ross. Actually, yeah, we are still working on like a 
We're still working out exactly what features you want to do when. So there should be a roadmap out very soon. And uh, I think if you go to our Discord, you will maybe be able to find it there soon. But yeah, we'll be working on more stuff down in the caves. We're already working on new enemies and uh, more stuff to go into the biomes. In the latest patch, for example, fungus box, there's like a sticky goo on the floor that slows you down a lot. So you right. kind of have to maybe put a platform over it or drill around it. But it also slows the enemies, so you can sort of use it as a defensive thing to set up a perimeter. And we want to add way more stuff into the game like that. Like uh, things that affect gameplay down in the, in the different regions that are unique. So, so they feel more unique to play. Exciting. And, uh, yeah, and then we are also trying to figure out how to add more progression into the game. But we still need a f maybe a bit more time to figure out exactly what we want to do, but maybe more weapons or more upgrades or we'll see. We're getting there. Nice. <laughs> I, I personally can't wait to see what comes next because I know all of us uh, on the podcast have all played the game. We all absolutely love it. We've had some great times playing it. So, and this is only early days, so I cannot wait to see what happens next. But these questions are all far too easy, Reese. They are, Ross. Happening. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I was just, I've been slack today. But I think there's one question that we can we can ask to make up for it. Is he sure? Yeah, Is he sure he's ready for this? I think he, he, I think he's gonna, he can handle it. He'll be all right. Oh, it will be okay. Okay, so the one question that everyone fears coming on this podcast is, what classic video game character would you knock out with one punch? What classic video game character would I knock out with one punch? <laughs> I love how whenever we ask that, the first thing that almost everyone does is repeat the question back. Like, did I just hear that? <laughs> but there's so many. How do I choose? Listen to your heart. Why would I punch him out? That's the thing. You, you, need, you need to understand. I mean, a lot of people have said the duck hunt dog, for example, because of the childhood scarring that he has caused to their psyche. So, you know, just, just reach down into the depths of your heart and find who you really Lay flat. I'd punch out the dog that bit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I would never hurt an animal. <clears throat> Maybe what's he called that the guy from Half Life, the suit guy, the G Man. The G Man. You 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 could wow. you could take out the G Man in one punch. Isn't he like an intergalactic sure. being? You're, you're tougher yeah, than you sound, they man. Kind of hinted at that, didn't they? Kind of, yeah, but still, that's 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 pretty ballsy. I like that. That's definitely a, a yeah. different that's answer. One heck of a fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, it's locked in. Jonas could take the take the G man. I love it. Yeah. But Jonas, that's that's the end of our little questionnaire. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I hope you it wasn't entirely unpleasant for you, and we wish you tons and tons of good luck because your game is awesome and uh we 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 hope you we wish you the best of luck in the future thank you it's really uh awesome to be here talking to you fantastic thank so, you well, thanks for coming on yeah and great uh, you uh like the game so much 
No, it's 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 amazing. Honestly, we the four of oh, us all played it, and it's great. Like I said, it was our game of the week when it first came out, and uh, we'll definitely be revisiting it with a couple of party chat streams in the future. I think. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, bye bye. Bye bye. So yeah, thanks again, guys, for joining us. Make sure you check out their amazing AMA sitting up on the sub right now. And I think we should get to the very last topic, which is uh, something about a way out. Uh, yeah, the co-op trial concept. You you wrote this down, so what I you did. Take, I did. So uh, I was pretty pretty impressed by this. I thought it was a really cool concept. So there's a game. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, called A Way Out, and it's by the creators of Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Uh, it's basically about two guys escaping from jail. Uh, the sort of the, the catch to this game is that it's a co-op only game. You can do couch co-op, you split screen, or you can do over Xbox Live uh, and but, uh, uh, do co-op. You've got to expand on that. It's not just co-op only, it's split screen only. Uh, oh, I didn't realize it was split screen yep. only. Even if you play online, the game is in a split screen. Fudge in A, that's pretty cool. That yeah. is like a true couch co-op experience. So yeah. what I thought was awesome about this that I just read about today as we were leading into this was that uh, the devs announced that only one person needs to own the game. And your friend that you want to play split screen with can download a free friends pass for the game. And it will so allow you to play the games together. And I thought that was friggin' awesome. Not to mention the game's only, I think, 30 bucks when it That's releases. so amazing. This but, Friday, this Friday, yeah. this game's coming out. I'm really tempted to pick it up. And then I'll be able to have my friends play. And... I just thought that this concept was awesome, especially, I mean, I could see where you draw the line if there was multiplayer associated to games, but for other single player co-op games, like a Gears of War, why wouldn't you put, like, I feel like this could be a new starting point for some, yeah. for some companies. So, so think about it, right? Co-op, the games that have split screen, you know, I go around to your place and I play it with you right. anyway. Yep. Right, so I'm not buying a copy when I go to your place to place yep. play gears with you, right? So that's right. this is exactly the same thing. These guys have sort of thought about the concept of split screen and the concept of co-op, and they just thought, you know, screw it, just let them play co-op together. And by the way, the, the reason that it's like always split screen is it's not just because it's you know two people playing together, but it's sort of designed in a way to be looked at like it's one of the like a, a TV show. So. Uh, our cutscene can start playing on like the top split while you're doing something really important on the bottom split. Huh. So like a comic, you know, or yeah, whatever, yeah. like a comic book inspired film. So it's designed in that way. So it plays out in a way that makes sense. I I just think that this is such a, a novel idea that I have not seen before. And I love the approach that they're taking with it. And if anything... I'm hoping this will inspire other developers to do similar things. I mean, like you, you nailed it on the head, Reese, by saying if I was to bring this game over to your place and we sat on your sofa and played this, you don't have to have a copy and I have mm -mm. a copy to play it. It's it's no the only difference is we're playing it, you know, over the Internet. <laughs> it's right. It's a pretty cool 
idea. And if anything, I think it might lead to people buying the game. It's sort of like yeah, uh, getting you interested in the game enough that you might end up buying it yourself just so that That's... you can redo this okay. with other people. Here, here's the this is why the only reason I bought a 360 and gears is because I went to a friend's place and we played the first couple of missions together in co-op that yeah. sold me on Xbox 360 and on gears. I went out the next day and I bought a 360 and I bought gears and that's what made me a 360 gamer and just playing split screen with a friend. So this, it absolutely drives sales. I can say from first-hand experience. I can see where they would draw the line with multiplayer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for single player, especially if it's a co-op single player campaign, this makes so much sense to me. Yeah. So much sense to me. This is a really cool idea. I yeah. just, and, I don't know. I just wanted to share it with everybody. I thought it was really cool. It wasn't, I think it might've gotten like eight upvotes on the sub. Yeah. No, but, but it's cool. It's a very cool concept. It's yeah. a very, and very also, cool concept. It's, think of it like an indie post, you know, you're promoting the, the lesser known posts. But <laughs> uh, I, I mean, they made the bold decision to make it co-op only. You cannot play this game on your own unless you are able to use two controllers at once. So when you do that, that's going to really limit your your audience, right? So that I guess this is like the solution to it. It's like a really clever solution that, okay, fine. In that case, your friend can play for free. So, yeah, I, I think this is great. So, well done. Also, the devs who make this game are absolutely hilarious. Did you see them at the, the Games Awards? No, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> His appearance at the Game Awards is is infamous this year. He was, he was really to, funny. Uh, he was, like, up, swearing up a storm oh, and, geez. like, really high energy, like, woo, yeah, video games, woo. And, oh, my and gosh. It, it was great. He's, he's amazing. Go, go look it up. But, yeah. Uh, I think that about wraps us up for this week, Clay. Um, wraps it thanks up. For, thanks for joining me uh, in in the two man two man team. Uh, we're, we're playing duos. That's that's the word I was looking for. And uh, yeah, I guess I guess we should keep going. Yar! Huh? Yar! Yar! <laughs> Yar! <laughs> I was waiting for that. Clay has a soundbite of himself because, of course, he does. Uh, for another week, Xbox turn off. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this. Um, hey, Reese. Real yeah. quick, the bit that you just recorded there that about the giveaway about Deep Drop Galactic, didn't we already give those codes away like a week ago? Two weeks Wait, ago? Wait, Yeah, no, it's this week's uh, <laughs> Cube 2. Fuck! <laughs> 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 uh, there we go. This is, uh, this is how we do the podcast. This is just one one take. One take. <laughs> Ignore, ignore that last. I fucking hate podcasting and I hate gaming and.